It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this most exciting, invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I am just so excited again today to have with me my returning diva, Deb Matlock. And we are going to share with you about cultivating a sacred connection to nature in part two. We talked about it last month, and oh, it was just awesome. So we are going to continue on that today. And Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely. I'm so I'm so um, honored to be here again. Um, as Joyce said, my name is Deb Matlock, and I come from Colorado. I have a small business called Wild Rhythms, where the focus is the supporting, nurturing, and development of a sacred connection, sacred relationship to nature, I should say. Um, I do that through personal work, retreats, and also trainings for practitioners who want to incorporate this work into whatever they're doing with folks, whether it's therapy, education, counseling, um, coaching, that sort of thing. So this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart and really drives drives my life personally and professionally. So I'm psyched to talk about it. Oh, well, that makes two of us that are psyched to talk about it because, yes, <laughs> it's, it's right in my heart, too, because I love the connection to nature and the animals and just just everything. It is a sacred connection. So as we go into it, we we had talked about we were going to talk about compassion. And how would you like to start with the listeners of how compassion comes in in cultivating a sacred connection to nature? You know, I think I think compassion is is kind of at the root of it. When I think of of compassion, I think of things like um you know, being patient, being um kind, allowing ourselves to to um really witness and understand what, what another being is going through and then asking ourselves how can we how can we act in this position if we need to act you know sometimes compassion is, a, is just awareness of something beautiful and lovely and and you know seeing a mother bird feeding her young in the tree and, and feeling compassion you know like I can relate to that I know what that's like to, to feed young and to um, but other times compassion asks asks of us to to dig in a little deeper and and say you know what what role do I play here and and understanding that this life on earth um, for all of us has ups and downs has good days and bad days has has moments of joy and moments of deep pain and you know I think compassion is being willing to take that roller coaster ride uh, whether it's with other humans or the animals outside our door or the animals we share our lives with or the plants in our garden. You know, it's just it's it's allowing us to step into this journey on Earth and not be afraid of where the journey takes us, and just know that coming from a place of compassion is um, is a deep place of connection. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yes. That is just beautiful. It's it's a good way to start each day is thinking about the compassion and the kindness that you can give throughout the day. 
And be kind to yourself, too, along with being kind and compassionate to others. Take that inside yourself, too, and remember to do it to yourself as well as to other people, to other animals, to nature, to everything is how I I kind of look at it, too. You have to remember yourself also. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, because if we're if we're not um, being kind to ourselves, where there's not going to be a whole lot of kindness left to extend out. You know, mm-hmm. then we get angry, we get irritable. You know, our lives are, um, I think, you know, become more and more self-absorbed when we don't extend compassion to ourselves and then can send, you know, extend it out. Uh, it's very easy. It's very easy to just kind of <clears throat> recoil inward. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I so agree. It's kind of like that saying: you have to love yourself first in order to love someone else, and that's—it's true with compassion too. You have to be compassionate with yourself, and then you can—you can share it with others. I mean, some little things that even come to my mind in being compassionate, and this is just living out in the country with all the, my animals and everything is. When I'm hauling water to the cattle, if there's cows standing at the tanks that need a drink, I can wait. Anything I have can wait. Till you came here to get a drink. Let you get a drink first, and when you're done, you'll move, and then I can pull up to the tank and water. It's just, to me, it's just thinking of others in the way that what they came to do and being being kind to them, like you said in the very beginning, being kind and understanding and being aware of what that is. Or if, if even there's a calf coming up and he's almost there, I'm like, okay, he came for a drink, and if I drive up there, I'm going to scare him away, and he won't get a drink. So just take that moment and just kind of look around and, to me, be observant to what is happening around you so you know how to share the compassion and kindness. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example of of something. And and I think what what that example also shows is how much um, opportunity there is for compassion. If we just put aside our personal agenda just a little bit, like driving up to to fill the tank like you just described, you know, it's it's like – Obviously, you had to sit there for a few minutes, which isn't a terrible thing, right? You're looking at the birds, you're looking at the sky, you get, you get a little break. Right. You know, but it's like, it's like, are we willing to take, you know, I, I, I see that, like, the place where I see this also a lot is I feel like there's two kinds of drivers in our neighborhood. There's one kind of driver that will slow down, you know, wait for a squirrel to, to go running across the road. Um, and then there's another kind that will go right at the squirrel and be like, well, you better move it because I'm going to keep on coming, you know. And a lot of times the squirrel gets out of the way in either case, you know, sometimes, not always. Um, but the the difference there is, is, I think, a really good example of, of we have so many choices we get to make. And mm-hmm. slowing down for a squirrel takes, you know, 30 seconds. And I'm not stressing out an animal. I'm not causing the animal to have an adrenaline surge. I'm not causing them to run for their lives. You know, I'm not sitting there accusing them of being stupid because they ran out in front of a car. Well, a car is a human construction. I mean, why would I expect a squirrel? You know, some squirrels probably understand them better than others as they live longer, you know. But um, why would I expect, you know, I don't understand everything that squirrels do in their lives. So why would I expect them to understand everything in mine, you know. And we can choose to be to be compassionate in so many ways, big and small. 
and and I think it just reverberates out. And I, it, what's interesting is you mentioned a minute ago about being compassionate with ourselves. I also think that mm-hmm. when we are compassionate with those around us, I actually think it it is in a way also being compassionate to ourselves. It's like we're just living in this beautiful exchange of energy and, and putting out this this positive thing. And then, you know, it it just feels good. So on a selfish level, being compassionate feels pretty awesome, I think. Oh, oh I so agree with you. That is, and the squirrel is such a good example. And I thought about the birds the other day. There were a whole bunch of birds flying in front of me as I was driving. And I just slowed down so they could make their way and get by and everything. And I'm like, it's just it's such a good feeling when it's you're being compassionate to yourself too because it gives you a energy burst almost for myself because I'm an animal lover and out in nature but it just makes you feel good that you were able to have the consideration for someone else and took those few seconds to just realize that and to me, that's what compassion is, too. You show it, but it's also given right back to you because the bird, the squirrel, they appreciated that. So it's compassion that you yourself can feel by just taking those few seconds to do it. And that's that's how I kind of look at it, too. It's, like you said, it's an energy that kind of flows back and forth between nature, between animals, and between you when you are showing that compassion to them. It comes right back to you, too, because it makes you feel so much better. Well, yeah, and I I could not agree more. And I, I think the other thing that's important to talk about with compassion is that, you know, maybe I'm naive and being idealistic here, but I actually really believe and life has showed me that most people have a lot of compassion. You know, like if you, it's as simple as, as things like you, you see a news story where there's like a video of a, a firefighter rescuing ducks from a storm drain, you know, a mama yeah. duck and all the babies. And these news stories get a lot of hits. A lot of people want to watch that. A lot of people want to sit there and see those ducks get rescued and helped mm-hmm. back to the pond. You know, when we have global crises going on you know there's so there's so much that can be hard to see but there's also so much compassion underneath it of people helping animals and other people and and stepping up to do random acts of compassion or random acts of kindness as we often hear you know that come from these deep places and I, and I think all of these things show us that compassion is really a thread that weaves us together it, it ties us together in a beautiful community of humans and non-humans animals plants you know it it just compassion is the glue or the thread i think oh yes oh i love that i love how you said compassion weaves us all together and that that is very very true oh i feel that way that is that was beautiful because it does whether it's human whether it's nature whether it's the animals whatever it is showing compassion just weaves us together and when you you see the compassion that animals give back and the love and kindness that they give i mean it is just incredible because they to me they are very compassionate i mean my dogs are they're always thinking of of me i mean they're always right there for me and 
and in return, I want to be there for them. Like someone, I heard someone say the other day, have you told your animal that you loved them today? And I'm like, well, yeah, for me, it's a daily thing. But how many of us just go along or how many, even when you go out in nature, do you thank the trees for being there and for the shelter they can provide or the wind breaks or the shade in the summer? Do we take that moment to realize what they are giving us and be compassionate to them also. Yeah, that is a great point, you know, and and that that awareness of of the interchange between all of life mm-hmm. is so important, you know, because not only does that foster gratitude and and thankfulness, but I think it also does really support the the idea of compassion. It, it's just like if if we're going to be depending on each other, which we are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, plants, animals, and humans. I mean, that's the, the, re- the reality. Is we're all very dependent on each other. Yes. And oh, yes. Um, you know, it, it's like where in that in that web of dependency can we can we be very aware of how we can be compassionate in that dependency? You know, we don't have to be exploitive. We don't have to be suppressive. You know, we don't have to be cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, to depend on each other, we can do all of those things in a way that is. Um, is compassionate and respectful. Right, right. And respectful, that comes right into re- showing the respect to, to be it others, be it to the animals, be it to nature. Just even I think about some people throw things out the window. And I mean, where is it going to go? I mean, respect the earth and the and the beautiful nature out there and help to take care of it in a way. And, yeah, to me, compassion and, like you said, respect, have respect for it and just have consideration to think about it. And you'll be amazed how much more it brings into your heart when you do that with compassion and respect and honoring the other what be it the nature or the animals or the people is how I how I feel it 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 is what resonates with me. Yeah, and and I think you know an interesting word I've often heard paired with compassion is resolve. And when I think about that, you know, resolve in a way sort of sounds negative, like well, I'm just going to resolve and all right, this is how this is going to be. But I think actually at a deeper level, it really just means you know I'm committing I'm, I'm resolving the idea that I'm, I'm going to live with compassion that's going to be a guiding value and I think that compassion is one of those things that we can choose as a value as a deeply held value you know and, and I've seen different activities over the years of how we, we as individual humans define our, our, our primary values you know I've seen things where we start with a big long list of 60 values and, and you, know, you circle the 10 and then you try to get it down to smaller numbers and um you know, and I think compassion is one of those values that we can we can decide is a core of our life and is going to be an orientation point. You know, when we're standing and making decisions, when we're standing at the grocery store in line and we've got a cart full of stuff and the person just behind us came in line and has two things, you know, compassion, resolving to be compassionate might say, hey, let's switch place in line so that you can do your two things and get out of here instead of waiting for my whole cart of stuff, you know. It's it's such a it's such a powerful place and when we when we own it as a value, 
if it resonates for somebody to be one of those key values, I think it can it can inform so much of who we are and how we show up in the world. Oh, oh, I totally agree. It goes back to what you kind of said in the beginning that compassion is the root. That's kind of where it starts, and then it it can grow up from there, just like with the trees and the plants and everything, they put a root in the ground and then they grow and the beauty that shines from them, from that root. And I feel compassion can be the same way. When you make it the root of your values, it'll just, it'll explode into so many other things that it will, it will probably even amaze you when you put that value as your root of how much more you have to give and how much more you think of yourself, too. It puts yourself, loving yourself even more because you have that compassion to be able to give. No, I love that as putting that as a root value and then to grow from there. That is that is a beautiful way to, to describe compassion. Yeah, and I think... The other thing that comes to my mind about compassion is how empowering it is. You know, it's it certainly can be attached to things like money. You know, compassion is certainly what fuels donations. Um, you know, and that's it's a fabulous thing. And when we can do stuff like that, that's great. You know, but but when we can't, um, you know, when we can't take care of something in a really tangible way, like I'm going to give a donation to this organization, you know, compassion can also ask of us to be very creative with, okay, how can we contribute to this situation in a way that we we are able to do? You know, like how, how can we affect change or impact this, this scenario for these beings or, or this piece of land or, or whatever? Um, you know, it, there isn't one way to do it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's not just one way to be compassionate. It's as creative and as unique as each of us. And through our lives, it's a dynamic thing. You know, and if, if we live from that as a core value, the way that that compassion is going to get expressed is going to be changing and, and, you know, evolving and growing. And depending on situations, you know, um, it, it's just phenomenal to see. And I, I think it's a superpower of, of the potential oh, that really gets undervalued oh. a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would say so too. It is, like you said, it's a super value. It's it's not talked about enough sometimes. Sometimes it's it's a it's a core root value that just kind of gets looked over maybe in some ways, and it can empower so much in so many different ways. Like you said, of giving. And if you can't give of funds, ways that maybe, like you said, you can contribute in other ways to show compassion. Like if you know someone that is is needing a little bit of help or is needing you're going to the grocery store and maybe a neighbor needs a ride to the grocery store, show that compassion by giving them or ask him, is there something I can get for you? I'm going there anyway. And, I mean, I, I see it in my friends, they'll be going somewhere and they'll say, hey, is there something I can get for you? If you need anything, let me know. I'm on my way anyway. So it's, you feel, wow, they took the time to even think about you for that, and then it makes you do it in return also. So yeah, it it is, you can empower it in so many different ways. And even with the animals, you can, I know in the mornings, just for a little example of going out and feeding my horses 
it you can tell how much they appreciate it because they're ready to eat and they're depending on me for that. And the feeling that I get by being able to bring them their food and see them dive into it like, oh, man, this is great. And you can just see the appreciation. And that's uh, it is such a good feeling. It just it empowers you when you feel that compassion that you have given out to others. So that is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I was just going to say, I think what, oh, <laughs> it's such an exciting topic. We could just. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> you know, what's coming to mind, too, is that, that that empowering piece of it, you know, it also it also kind of grows. I mean, you know, one person's moment, mm-hmm. one person's insight of, oh, I could do this thing can become a whole movement. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that, you know, I think it's especially obvious in times of challenge and crisis. You know, like uh, we had a wildfire here in this community a couple months ago. And and little ideas of um, you know somebody deciding to set up um, a place where people could bring their memories of the local elementary school pictures and things, so that people who lost all of that in the fire could could make copies and have some pictures of of part of their mm-hmm. community. And I saw in the news yesterday with this you know challenging tragic situation in Ukraine that a bunch of of parents in Poland had just started leading strollers on the uh, train platforms. So when people were, were leaving Ukraine with babies, children, they got out and there was this mm-hmm. line of strollers that they could just take. And that was probably one person's idea of being compassionate, understanding a challenge that somebody else is dealing with and saying, okay, I can't fix this whole problem. But wait a minute, mm-hmm. I've got a stroller in my closet that I don't need anymore. And mm-hmm. boy, somebody might really love having that. And then it, it took off, and then all of a sudden there was this line, you know. And so I think that's the other thing. It's like we, because we're, I think, at our core, generally speaking, compassionate. People are compassionate, beautiful foals. You know, one beautiful idea that we put out in the world could balloon into something that could really be impactful, um, you know. And it's just like no idea is too small. And I think that's the other important thing here to think of is how do we not censor our compassionate ideas? How do we say, wow, well, that's an interesting idea. It might be a little bit um, out there, but let's try it. Let's see what happens if I if I suggest this to my community or if I leave a stroller on the train, you know, platform for somebody or, you know, let's just see what happens. Does it take off or not? You know, because it might. It might become this amazing thing that, that it makes so many lives better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. It's kind of like don't ever underestimate that thought of compassion that came into your mind because it came there for a reason and who knows what how it can be empowered from there so don't don't bury it when you feel it let it let it shine let your light shine is kind of a way i would say it (laughs) yeah and i think you bring up a really important point is that it came there for a reason you know and this gets into a big philosophical discussion but I'm with you on that one. I feel like if if some random idea is coming into one of us, you know, there's a reason why it's coming to the person it's coming to. You know, whatever mysteries, whatever beliefs somebody has, you know, why is this idea occurring to this person on this day at this time in this place? You know, and if we can be humble in front of that and say, huh, I would never, I don't know, but okay, let's let's do this thing. (laughs) Let's start a community drive for you know, whatever it is, you know, let's let's do this thing because um, 
maybe there's a reason why that person was the one that had that that glimpse of inspiration. Right. Oh, I I so agree because I feel universe, however you want to say it, those thoughts into the minds or those compassionate thoughts into the minds of the people that they know can do something with it. But sometimes it's such a brief thought that we we just kind of put it in the back burner and go, oh, yeah, maybe later. But those right. are the times where I feel you can really shine is by those small compassionate ideas that you think about and can react on them. I think those can be some of the most beautiful moments, just like you talked about the stroller. I mean, the person that thought about that probably never dreamed how many would participate and take off with that and how much it would help the ones that were needing them and could pick one up and like the pictures at the school with from the fire how how much that means to some people that have lost all of that and those memories they can treasure and still have pictures from it what a beautiful a beautiful way to show your compassion to others in a very really in a very small way that grows into a big way just like it being the root it just who knows where it can go from there when it starts to grow. So yes, those are beautiful examples, Deb. I love them. <laughs> well, and I like what you said about the divine inspiration because exactly that's that's how I feel about it too. It's, it's like this big amazing web, this big mystery that we're part of. You know, these compassionate acts are, they are the thread, they are the glue, they are the thing that keeps it all together. And, you know, it's just... Um, it's kind of like honoring that divine inspiration in a way is is another compassionate act in and of itself, you know, just to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that for whatever reason I can maybe do this, even if it feels bigger than me, even if it feels right. like I have, I don't have the skill set for what this idea requires, you know, maybe I have enough though to get it rolling and maybe I can find some people with the skill sets, you know, it's, you know, just having that kind of, humbleness in the face of the inspiration mm-hmm. just to say oh, oh wow why me okay i guess me okay <laughs> <laughs> well and it's kind of i feel too you throw that kind of energy out into the world and the universe will bring you the people then that can help it to grow from there because you attract like-minded people is kind of one of the sayings and i've kind of i have found that to be true so if you give out that idea that you got, you can be amazed at how many are there to help you. If you feel you're not talented in this part, then that person comes in, and it's like a puzzle. All the pieces come together to create what that compassionate thought was that came to you, and it can just, it'll be beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love that puzzle. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's a puzzle, and and. You know, we are one piece of it, but yeah, oh, that is the perfect metaphor. That's that's the perfect one. Yeah, um, and all the pieces come together, but you know, it's it's every piece is, is important, mm-hmm. and yes. it, it takes all Each of us. One. You know, living in a compassionate world takes all of us. 
Yes, it does. It definitely does. And each, don't ever feel that your part isn't as important as someone else's because it was all brought together and it could not happen without each important part. And that's sometime where I think us as humans down ourselves and say, well, my part isn't as important as the other. And every part, every, the puzzle isn't complete without every tiny piece. So every piece is as important as the other. Yeah, definitely. And the pieces all depend on each other. Yes, they do. Every single one depends on each other to be completed. Oh, how beautiful. Deb, this has just been incredible. I cannot believe that our interview is coming to a close again. This was a beautiful, beautiful topic. What are, is there a tip, a final tip about compassion that you would like to leave with our listeners today? You know, I think I think a great exploration of compassion is, is to say to ourselves, okay, if I were to live today with compassion guiding me all day long, mm-hmm. you know, what would that look like? You know, and challenge ourselves to do it. You know, we're not it's 100% is tough, you know, but challenge ourselves to do it. Um, and then at the end of the day, say, wow, what what do I notice about today? Letting compassion kind of drive drive through my day today. What, what did I notice that was different? What did I notice that felt really good? What did I notice I was already doing? Like, oh, yeah, I was already doing that. I and mean, it just was more clear to me today. But just letting compassion drive the day, every decision, and then reflecting on it at the end of the day to see where that takes us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a beautiful tip. I love that tip. Just using compassion as your guide. Let it be your driver for the day today and see where it will take you. Beautiful, Deb. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, my pleasure. And and thank you again for having me back on this fabulous show. Oh, you are so welcome, Deb. It is my pleasure to have you as my guest. I love it every time. I love our chats and what we share with our listeners. Thank you again and have an absolutely beautiful day. (laughs) Thank you. You too. Thank you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely incredible Incredible interview with our amazing diva, Deb Matlock. And her links will all be posted below the podcast so you can connect with her. And please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. And remember, use compassion as your guide and see where it drives you. And remember what she said. Reflect at the end of the day where it took you. And be kind to all. Give your animals a hug and share your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.